What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A woman recently asked how I could, in good conscience, write an instruction book on murder. Some of this you can figure out without a book. Some of it you couldn't. Some of it is bordering on, you know, do we really want to tell people this because it's kind of evil. I feel no responsibility. I have no ethical responsibility for the misuse of information. You know, how do you go after a book? I don't care what it says. This shit cannot be protected by the First Amendment. There will be always someone who is aggrieved by the content of someone's speech. The books published are very unlikely to be the cause of criminal conduct, murder, mayhem, what have you. She was saying, if something ever happens to me, it's Lawrence Horn. And we laughed about it. We were like, Millie, he's crazy, but he's not that crazy. He was with police. He was the Montgomery County Police and the FBI. I mean, he called Lawrence right in front of you? Yeah. At the time that you married Millie Murray, did you love her? No. After several years or, or decades, the families that deal with this type of horrendous trauma are constantly dealing with the fallout. It never goes away. I first thought this was a podcast about a book, a murder manual for wannabe hitmen. I mean, it is. But the very first phone call I made when I started reporting was to Tiffany Horn, Lawrence and Millie's oldest daughter. Over the last 15 years of making radio, I find most people want to be heard. They want to know their story matters, and they just like to know they'll be remembered. But when I first spoke with Tiffany, she was immediately hesitant. Actually, hesitant doesn't do her reaction justice. When I started to explain that I'd want the experience to be meaningful for her, she just thought I was being patronizing. 
This was a woman who's been through hell, and some days is still there. She had to want to do this, and she had to know I wasn't going to burn her like other journalists had. She told me she was once on a talk show, and they surprised her by inviting a hitman on stage. Can you imagine? So in our last episode, I want to talk about a dynamic that's right at the core of many true crime podcasts. The one between the journalist and a survivor. It's a relationship filled with all these unexamined obligations and limitations and expectations. It's a balancing act. Over the course of the last two years, getting to know Tiffany and learning how to speak to her, how best to listen, this process informed every step along the way. And we've come a very long way from where we started. I'm Jasmine Morris from iHeartRadio and Hit Home Media. This is Hitman. Tiffany and I had months of phone conversations before we first met in 2018. We'd try to meet, but plans would fall through. And when we finally nailed down a date, I immediately booked a flight to D.C., got a hotel room near Tiffany's home, and waited for her there. I was excited to finally meet her, to be able to sit down across from her, look her in the eye, and have a conversation. After all the recording equipment was set up, the furniture rearranged, she called to say she wasn't going to make it. She was having car troubles. I could tell she was unsure, wondering if this was all even worth it. But she did eventually show up. So, Tiffany, let's just start with you saying your name and, like, who you are in relation to the story. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you? I mean, I I don't know. I just feel like I'm myself, so that's hard. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I just like to know how people see themselves within. Yeah, but that's the thing. I have different facets and, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of the perfect yeah. example of how our relationship evolved. I'd ask a question, she'd question it, but we'd eventually find our way. Why are, you, why are you sitting here with me today? I did do this podcast because I felt like there were some things that I've never had a chance to talk about, and I can't have these conversations really with anyone. One of the things she's told me over and over is how lonely it is to be her. I think that's why Tiffany ultimately did talk to me. She hadn't had anyone listen before, really listen, push through her apprehension, anxiety, and grief, sometimes disguised as anger. You become almost like a pariah, and, and it's too painful for people to want to deal with. So even if you were the victim, you kind of become ostracized and, and on the outside of just society in some ways. And but even after Tiffany agreed to talk to me, she'd let me in a little and then pull away. At one point after one of our interviews, I was walking her to her car, and she seemed nervous. She then stopped me in the parking garage, turned to me and said, I have to ask you something. Point blank. So direct. And then she asked me if I was related to the author of Hitman. I was taken aback. It sounds far-fetched until you think about the manipulation she's experienced in her life, mostly at the hands of her own father, Lawrence Horn the man behind so many of Motown's greatest hits, 
who also engineered a hit on his own family. My kids have a joke. They say I think everyone's a psychopath. <laughs> and that has to do with your experiences with your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gift that keeps giving. Try to remember everything that happened around the murders. Like when detectives believe Lawrence was trying to scout his ex-wife's house. He wasn't allowed in. And he was asking which room Trevor slept in. Where's Trevor? Which one? On the left. That over here? Up front? Up there. Even the night before the murders, he called Tiffany, trying to get information on where her mom and sister would be. He put this on his own daughter, and it's a lot to carry. I had been so terrified of that man that he would come after me, even in ways like maybe hiring someone to pretend to be a boyfriend. I mean, I had fantasies like this. So it was really hard for me to trust a lot of people. And like if I felt that they did anything weird around my family, I was, I was done with them because I just, I didn't know how far he would go. In the years after the murders, Tiffany really struggled. There's times that I've been just at the end of my rope. I wouldn't say suicidal, but there were times when I was really close to it, especially like 23, 24 years ago. Like it was bad. Mm -hmm. Having my kids saved me. They were my angels. They made my life so fulfilling, even with all the pain. Tiffany tries every day to rise above what's happened to her. But despite all the trauma she's endured, this did not break her. And this next story proves that. In the spring of 2012, 16 years after Lawrence Horn had been convicted, Tiffany discovered that her dad had been transferred to a maximum security prison five minutes away from her house in Maryland. She'd driven by this prison so many times and wondered if he was there. One day, a family friend who ministered at the prison confirmed her hunch. Tiffany doesn't trust people, but she does seem to trust the universe. She looks for cues and acts on them. So I felt like that was a sign. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go up there. After stalling for two years, she finally made that five-minute drive. I sat in the parking lot and just like, can I do this? Do I really have the strength to do this? And I felt like, you know what, you're here. It's not an accident that this is so close to your home. She sat there for what she says felt like an eternity. Then she pulled herself out of her seat, walked into the facility, and tried to find her dad. There were so many demons and so many things that I had been battling, so much rage that had been building inside me. It was important for me to to let that go and to face him. I wanted to really settle with him and look him in his eye and also just see my dad again. Like I wanted to be that little girl that I used to be and just look at him that way instead of as this monster. Tiffany speaks so highly of her father back then. He taught her how to listen to music. They'd go to movies together and take ski trips. She's not the only one who remembers Lawrence this way. Everyone I spoke with who worked with him at Motown describe him as this charismatic, funny, quiet, and kind man. It's hard to see him as the same person. So as Tiffany was telling me this story, I was at first in awe of her. I mean, the amount of courage it must have taken is just astounding. Second, I was hoping this story would end with some sense of closure for her. She'd worked with a restorative justice and reconciliation program in Maryland, also known as Victim Offender Dialogue, and had the support of a therapist. 
But when she visited him this time, she was going to be alone with him. There were no therapists, no counselors. It was just the two of them, like the old days. He was still in a wheelchair. He looked even worse. His glasses were askew. I think he had, like, tape on his glasses. I mean, it just, it broke my heart. Lawrence was sick. He'd been battling cancer. A flood of empathy washed over me, and I just, I felt bad for him. I did. I felt instantaneously just like, wow, this is awful, you know? And this is really what it comes down to. This is... This is what happened to you because of the choices you made, and you didn't have to go down that road. But instead of feeling like satisfaction, I felt horrible. I really wanted to talk to him in a kind and gentle way. Like, I wasn't coming at him aggressively or angry. That wasn't what I was there for. I just said, you know, I want you to know I forgive you. You told him that you forgave him? Yeah. Did he, like... He he teared up a little bit. He did. We had some moments. One of the first things he said was that he owed me a debt. And a lot of it seemed like rambling, but I think that was kind of his way of admitting that he had taken something from me and my sister. There was hope for a few minutes. In the Hollywood version of this story, maybe Lawrence gets emotional. Maybe he finally owns up to the pain he's caused. Maybe the unconditional love of a daughter proves overwhelming, even for him. But this isn't Hollywood. It's a prison in Maryland. He went into the manipulations and the denials, and he said things that he knew would be hurtful. I think he made a dig at my mother, too. Like, everyone thought she was so beautiful, but I didn't think that. It was awful, and I just, I was like, this is just a sick man. And He maintained his innocence until he died. Right. And he really couldn't believe that I believed that he did it. And he even said to me, how could you think I'd do that to your brother? While Lawrence didn't give Tiffany what I hoped he'd give her, she did come away with something. I also had to be honest with myself about who this man was. And that the man of my childhood, the father of my childhood, you know, this larger-than-life character, this superhero, maybe never even existed. It must be so complicated also loving someone who could do something like that. But it's taught me a lot about love, that you can love people even if they've hurt you. It actually makes you the better person because you're loving unconditionally. Lawrence Horn died a few years later, in 2017, while serving his sentence in Jessup Prison. But even with her father's death, despite her many attempts to connect with him beforehand, this is just one part of Tiffany's story that'll never be resolved. It's just not that easy. We'll be right back. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, 
including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home. Resolution. That's what this is all about, right? In a lot of true crime stories, endings are satisfying, almost to a fault. The investigation wraps up, the bad guy's caught, justice is served, the end. Things are resolved. Over the last two years, Tiffany has shared so much and been so vulnerable with me, so I found myself wanting to sort of honor her with this podcast. 
I interviewed and got back in touch with lots of people from her past, those who had a hand in the murder investigations, her dad's former Motown colleagues, lawyers who fought alongside her family. I even answered this unanswerable question of who wrote the book that started all of this. And at the same time, I was constantly hoping for resolution in a situation that just can't be resolved. Tiffany's stories, her traumas, there's no end to them. Tiffany's grief is still so present in her life. And certain months are really hard for her. March is always tough, the month her brother and mother were killed. November brings her mom's birthday. In our first phone call, I told Tiffany that I didn't want this podcast to be about Lawrence Horn. I wanted it to be about the people he hurt. Tiffany was 18 years old at the time of the murders. When we started talking, she was 43, the same age her mom was when she was killed. I'm actually 44, and the fact that I'm this age is because I outlived my mom. On my birthday, I kind of had a moment where I felt like, wow, I'm here. I'm literally, like, older than my mother ever was. Tiffany and I talked a lot about her mom. I really wanted to get to know Millie through Tiffany and her stories, and to bring her to life a little bit in this podcast. And one of the things I learned along the way was that Tiffany's relationship with her mom wasn't simple either. Tiffany says she has a strong personality, like her mom Millie did. So they'd often butt heads when she was a teenager. We were starting to understand each other more as I got older. You know, I had gone to college. She was proud of her daughter, her firstborn. They'd just begun to get close again, right around the time Millie was murdered. Which makes this next story even more heartbreaking. I was a college student, so we would be up really late at night. I think it was probably like one in the morning. The boy that I was dating at the time, we were on the phone and we got into a huge fight, so he hung up on me. Everybody would be on a speed dial that you talk to all the time. This was the big thing in 1993. But I mistakenly touched the number that would speed dial my mother. Because it was dark, I was crying, I was upset. This was March 2nd, 1993, the night Millie was killed. So I call my mom accidentally, and I don't realize until she answers the phone in a like really groggy, sleepy voice, but also with concern. And so I told her, like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to call you. I got in a fight with the guy I was dating, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, but it will be okay. And I'm like, well, go back to bed. I know you have to get up for work in a few hours. I'm sorry. I feel bad for calling you. And she was really nice about it um, and hung up the phone. Tiffany was the last person to speak with her mom because this phone call happened within an hour or so of the murders. I sometimes used to wonder, was he already in the house? Like when I called, was he in the house already? I mean, it's it's just, it's awful and it's nightmare inducing. And I used to think, God, I wish I could have done something, but what could I have done? This was really hard for Tiffany to talk about. It didn't even come up until our final interview. And it was the only time during many of our interviews where she got emotional. It was clear this memory still haunts her. There's also something else that kind of eats away at her. It's been 25 years and my sister and I have not been able to organize scattering her ashes. I've actually carried my ashes with me to every place I've lived in the last 25 years. In the summer of 1990, after the Children's Hospital settlement, Millie decided to take a trip to St. Martin, and she brought her family with her. 
And so it was kind of like a girl's trip for her sisters and their daughters only. It was all women. You know, we had a great time. It was like three or four days on this island. They would shop, and my mom treated herself to a tennis bracelet, and she felt kind of guilty about it. And I remember saying, no, you deserve it, because she had gone through all those years of, you know, the court case, which is a children's hospital, just caring for my brother. I felt like she deserved it. Tiffany still has that tennis bracelet. And while it didn't seem like it at first, this trip ended up being far more important than Tiffany or her aunts even realized. There was at one point we were there, and I think she just felt really at peace. And she said, if I was to ever die, I want you to bring my ashes back here because I love this place. She was very intentional about that. That's what she wanted. And my sister was really young at the time, and she even remembers her saying that. Last year, Tiffany told me she'd like to go back to St. Martin and fulfill her mother's wishes. It had been 25 years since her mother's death, and it just felt right. A few months later, she called me and said she happened to be looking up plane tickets and found one that was pretty cheap. She wanted to recreate that girl's trip her mother planned and booked two tickets, one for herself and one for her daughter, Maria. I was excited for Tiffany, while I knew it would be bittersweet. This felt like a moment where maybe she could find some resolution. Something could come to an end. And so we sent them with a microphone to document the trip. And then, the night they were scheduled to fly out, my phone rang. I could tell immediately something was wrong. Tiffany had tried to open her mother's urn and realized it was sealed shut. There was no way she could get it open. She'd been kind of ambivalent about doing this all along, wondering if she wanted to or even could do it. So she took this as another sign. She wasn't ready. But I told her she should still go. Show Maria the island. Scope out a spot for when the time is right. So they went, and they retraced Tiffany's steps with her mom, where she bought that tennis bracelet. They went to the beach, and Maria got to learn some new things about her grandmother. And then, on their last day there... This is pretty. I think this might be a nice place for us to do it. Yeah, I think this is a good spot. Tiffany and Maria also recorded on the car ride home from the airport. And when I listened to this, after she sent me the recordings, it sounded almost like a eulogy for her mom. A memorial, 25 years later. I realize life is fleeting and it's important to do what makes you happy, what really makes your family happy. Just being a single mother of three kids is hard, but having a special needs son and then she was able to take some time to enjoy herself. She didn't care what people thought. And that's what I kind of live my life by. Like, I don't care what people think because you can't get that time back. And though Tiffany never got to know her mother as an adult, there's so much that she absorbed as a kid. She's applying to her life now. She's a person who really enjoys life, traveling, spending time with her family, and building her career. Most of our phone conversations involve a lot of laughter. One of my favorite scriptures is Isaiah 61, 3, and basically it says God gives us beauty for ashes. And I honestly feel like the ashes of of my family being ruined that my dad created. My sister and I were able to take those ashes and, and create something beautiful, and we're still creating something beautiful. 
to honor our brother and our mom. In one of our earlier episodes, I told you I'd called Tiffany to let her know we were focusing on her brother, Trevor. And she told me, I put my love for him in this box in my heart, and I don't open it often, because it's too painful. I mean, a hitman broke into their quiet home in the middle of the night and smothered an eight-year-old child. It's really the unthinkable. I could never quite capture the full horror of what happened to him. But this was Tiffany's reality. This was her family. And even though it's so hard for her, she insisted he deserves to be seen. He deserves to be remembered. I do tell people that have losses, and it doesn't really matter how the loss happened. The loss is the loss is you're going to always grieve these people that you love. It's a process. I grieve sometimes really hard some days, even all these years later, 25 years later. I just want people to know that's okay. Like, there's not a time limit. There isn't. I don't think I'll ever stop grieving my mom and my brother. Never. But you can remember the love that they gave you and just try to maybe turn that around to you pouring love into the ones that are with you right there. You hope you'll see them again, but you also have their presence. Like my mom comes to me in dreams. I have dreams also about my brother. You know, I see things in my kids that remind me of both of them. And those are great things. One of the things Tiffany told me while making this podcast was that she wanted to inspire other women, especially Black women who've gone through horrific trauma and are struggling She said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and God has more in store for us. Tiffany wants to give hope to people, something she didn't have 26 years ago. Maybe that's the opposite of Hitman, a book that taught people how to hurt people. And maybe that is a kind of resolution. After all, she's shared her story, all of it, with you, millions of people. Maybe that means she doesn't have to hold it all by herself anymore. At least that's my hope. All of this stuff that's lived in her head for so long can now live here in this podcast, allowing her to set it down for just a minute. Hitman is a production of iHeartRadio and Hit Home Media. It's produced and reported by me, Jasmine Morris. Our supervising producer is Michelle Lance. Mark Lotto is our story consultant. Executive producers are Mangesh Hatikidor and me. Mixing by Michelle Lance and Josh Rogeson. Our fact checker is Natsumi Ajisaka. Special thanks to Tristan McNeil, Andrew Goldberg, Michael Garofalo, Kendall Waldman, and Nathan Morris. And to Michael Blend, Will Pearson, Jerry Rowland, Connell Byrne, and Chuck Bryant. For believing in the show. Our theme song by Elise McCoy and additional music written and produced by the students at Dime, powered by the Detroit Institute of Music Education.
Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.